Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. taught me everything I know. The show where we talk about musicals and what they taught us. You know, sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's not very much at all. But we'll find out. With me, me being Julie Eisentrager, at the table I have... It's me, KB. And... Miranda Selwood. With the most wonderful, beautiful guest... Oh, Liz Bess, that's a nice introduction. <laughs> I mean, I could have... I could have switched it up for you. I mean, you know what, it's it's le- more unusual that people are actually being kind in their introductions, so we'll stick with that. It makes me feel Aww. better. <laughs> That's, um, you've been on the wrong podcast. <laughs> I, it's usually me frying other people and they do it to me to pay me back. So oh, well, watch out. It's fair. <laughs> It'll burn, so just careful there. <laughs> um, Liz, this is your first time on Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It is. Which I find genuinely shocking. Yeah, mm. Me too, but it's just been scheduling issues and whatnot over the... Yes. Three of them. <laughs> all three of them. Almost all, all three. Years. Yeah. Yes. We yes. were just saying it was our birthday. Oh, happy yeah. August birthday. August 4th is our third birthday. That's bloody exciting. Yeah. We'll have passed by the time you hear this. Is there going to be any cake? I mean, I will eat cake at my house. Right. Champagne. Oh, we, you got There's champagne. champagne okay. Booze is better than cake. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but booze and cake. Mm-hmm. Boozy mm. cake. Yeah, she's onto it now. (laughs) But because it's your first time, it does mean that we need to do the infamous getting to know you quiz. Infamous, infamous, infamous. I think there's an infamous question in our getting to know you quiz. There is, Miranda, Julie. Would you like to do the subpar song that runs with it? Oh (laughs) my! Yes, I would. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Rude. I think we broke producer Zane with that. Yeah. <laughs> holding back laughter. Okay, Liz. I liked yes. it, Miranda. Which musical character would other people compare you to? Um, so I asked some other people mm-hmm. and I got some pretty cool. rude answers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was Miss Trunchbull and I was very <gasps> fucking offended. Is oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Miss Trunchbull a man? Yes. Yeah. Playing what? a woman. Who would you and ask? it's the character. Oh, I'm not going to name names. I'll name names off mic. <sighs> and then I got told Madame Tenardier. And I was like, this is actually sounding like a fun bunch. I'm just like, did they just, just put it out? And then, someone, and then someone said Janice Ian from Mean Girls, and I was kind of on board with that yeah. one. But I feel She's like we just watered down from. I know. The tr- well, it's just like you go from the strongest, biggest bitch to the you know like minor high school bitch leagues. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I I 
I play bitches and broken women in most shows that I do, so it's fair. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which musical character would you like other com- people to compare you to? <sighs> Look, I tend to like the sassy characters, so as much as Grease is not my favourite, I'd probably say a bit of Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what is your dream role? I... My dream roles are far outside my talent. But that's okay. It's your dream role. It's my dream role. I like any kind of like sassy modern musicals. Mm-hmm. So like anything in Heathers, literally any mm. role in Heathers. Mm, good pick. Um, I love – I actually – in my wheelhouse, and I can sing it, I wouldn't mind playing um, Deb from Ordinary Days, which is... Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, which is the musical we are talking about mm-hmm. today. Um, okay, then. What is your favourite Sondheim show? Assassins. That was quick. That was yes, good. Yes, I love it. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, bang, bang, bang. Yes, that's <sighs> why I like it. But, yeah, it's um, it's a show that I did publicity on for a theatre company, like, when I was 19 and I'd never seen it and it was the first Sondheim show I'd ever seen and I just fell in love with it. I love it because it's a little bit fucked up. Yeah. Well, they're all a little bit fucked up, but you know. I still haven't seen it, but I would like to. It's very good. It is good. on the list. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's very it good. Yeah. The one, the production that I did publicity for actually used real guns. So we had to have like weapons <gasps> masters no. on the side of the stage and we, and I was like, I don't think you should be doing this everybody, but the final shot, you're like, they had everyone aim out into the audience uh, uh, and bang above their heads. And I, I was like, like that. that is my like. This makes me feel unsafe. Worst nightmare. But Even it was really effective. Guns. Was it necessary? <laughs> like, it was really effective. On the scale really of effective to necessity. <laughs> I'm someone who's like super anxious, even if there's like a 3D printed gun on stage. Me too. Honestly, <laughs> we had a few reviewers say they felt unsafe, and a few other people were like, "That was so cool." Yeah. So. I just like you know, I like a little orange tip on my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. the plastic. Yeah. And then someone misfires <laughs> a, a shot from the sound booth instead. <laughs> Anywho, what is your go-to shower song? Right now, mm-hmm. No Reason from Beetlejuice. Oh, nice. Mm. And mm. I sing the I sing both parts. So I'll sing like a, a duet with myself. Very nice. Yep. Beetlejuice has been a crowd favourite lately. It has. Mm. It's so much Rocking fun. Tunes. Like it's not. It's not the. It's. I don't sit there and go. It's a work of genius. But god damn, it's a fun show. It is fun. It's silly. It's, it's stupid watchable. fun. There's swearing in it. I'm Just like board. the movie, though. <laughs> yeah, the movie's exactly. the same. You're not like mm, this art piece is. Yeah. <laughs> Very, it's moving, you know. <laughs> like you don't sit there and think about that for the movie, so you wouldn't expect the same of a musical either. No, but it is a good time. Okay, then here's the big one. Yeah, you have to. Yep. delete one musical from existence. It can't be Cats. Yep. Which one is it? Phantom of the Opera. Ooh, I am. I reckon we're up to I nine lives. I'm not a. I would have said Cats. Um, but I'm I not a Lloyd Webber fan at all. I mean, none of us. I don't School think of Rock of is the first here. thing I've seen that I actually enjoy yes. of a Webber show. I, so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, having watched a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber on the oh. TikTok of recent, oh, no. I've, I've discovered he's a massive <laughs> douchebag. On yes. the TikTok. Like an mm. actual bag of douche. Mm. <laughs> Very Sounds proper. Appealing. I think that might actually be worse than calling someone a douchebag. <laughs> a bag of douche. <laughs> a bag of douche. I think so we should move on quickly. It's far yeah. worse. Yeah. Anyway. We're just dropping those E's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we earned it already, so we may as well just <laughs> let it fly now. <laughs> um, that was great. Loved getting to know you. Cool, thanks. 
Nice to meet you. I'm not the trunchbull. Good to I know swear you. To God. Oh. <laughs> what I mean, other people would beg to differ, apparently, but <laughs> one particular person. It's the treatment cranky. of children. Yeah. So maybe they just... I love kids and I'm not a man and I am terrible at sports. So I'm not really seeing. I mean, I would throw someone in the trochee if I had one, <laughs> but. It does sound fun. It does sound fun. Maybe yeah. they just thought they wanted like roles they would like to see you play yeah let's maybe. go with that maybe they went with your st- with the strength that you look I, if we're gonna let's say that's what it is because that's the only <laughs> way that it's palatable sorry i just processed that you're both wearing animal print today oh yes. hello and julie kb and, and i are both Liz, wearing denim uh, jackets so you, you didn't get the memo, get the memo. <laughs> yeah i didn't sorry yeah but anyway <laughs> We are going to take a very quick break and then we're going to move on and learn all there is to learn about ordinary days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Liz. Ordinary days. You have two minutes to tell us the plot. Okay. Are you ready? I'm not. Oh God. Oh God. I'll count it oh in my God. head. Oh God. Oh Just, God. The oh God. Yep. Just the plot. Just the plot. Starting. Starting from. Whenever Miranda gets the timer up. I've got it. I've got it. I've got She's it. She's ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So Ordinary Days is about four characters, Claire, Jason, Warren and Deb, exploring how they connect in New York City. They're two separate stories and they intersect at the end and it's all about how small things can make a really big change in other people's lives at the end. That's, oh, that was very well done. ever. <laughs> how much? How I think we can go into a little more detail yeah. there, Liz. <laughs> look, I was just rushing. Just back it up, yeah. Okay, That's so. the overview. We'll call that the overview. Yeah, so look, it's basically, um, it is, it's about four people making connections in New York City. There's um, uh, Jason and Claire and, and Jason's moving in with Claire, but Claire's a little bit standoffish and kind of like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. And he doesn't really understand it because he's just like head over heels in love with her. And then there's Deb, who's very um mean and (laughs) snippy and she loses all her thesis and is found by a guy called uh warren who is a bit of a nerd and he basically is desperate for a friend and she couldn't want a friend any less and they bond somehow and it's beautiful yeah (sighs) it's a really hard thing to describe I've, i've tried to describe and sell this show to people a number of times and because it's just four people having interactions that mean something it's really hard to kind of it's not got a as huge it's gimmick kind of itself like a day in the life musical kind of deal. yeah does it happen over one day uh no it's a it's over a series of days because it takes time for them to meet up to yeah and at the end it's only at the end that the two storylines converge okay so they're all four do intersect at some point yes so there's lots of little near misses where they're both like where far. they're all like at the met or they're all yeah. somewhere else and then it's at the end there's a big crescendo where deb and warren decide to do something that changes claire and jason's life mm-hmm. essentially so did you see this musical somewhere initially like how, how were you introduced to it the original production in mm. the basement of the roundhouse theater in the black box with the original cast we were sitting on plastic chairs they didn't even have chairs kind, in there yet apparently. um and then afterwards because i'm such a nerd fangirl um adam guan was there he's the composer and i talked to him and we're facebook friends now. yeah I tried to bring the musical to Australia at one point and we had chats, but it didn't work out. 
So this is oh, back in 2008. 2008, yeah, the original New York cast. City. It was it's an off-Broadway original cast. So Fin Finborough. So yeah, it That's was. Fun to say. Finborough. Finborough. It was yeah, Hunter Foster, um, Lisa Brescia. Oh, oh, that black. Um, okay, Kate, Kate Weatherhead mm. and Jared Gertner. So we're two two productions in by then. Yeah, so yes. they did one in – they did a tryout in the West End mm-hmm. um, and then the first, like, proper after it had been workshop performance was the one in New York. Now I need you to tell me that you also have Hunter Foster on Facebook because that would be I cool. don't, but I have his autograph. I'll take it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'll give you that one. Um, so then what was it, like, about the story that grabbed you? Because I – okay, putting it all on the table, I watched a version of it yesterday. Yeah, no. It was – in the not good to these to realm. this day, I've been looking for a version that makes me feel the same way that mm-hmm. I felt when I saw the show, yeah. and I've not found one. Um, it was the fact that it's just a piano. There's no big mm-hmm. orchestration. It's just had a guy. It had Adam Guan sitting there playing fucking piano, mm-hmm. um, and it was such an intimate, small theater. So there were scenes where like you're sitting near the aisle and Hunter Foster just walks past you and you're just like, I could touch you if I wanted to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was one of those things where my ex at the time um, was like, we have to go see this because Hunter Foster's in it. And I was like, it looks like shit. I really don't want to, like, ugh. And it ended up being my favourite show that I saw over there. And I think it was just because the performances were really good um, and just – I can't explain this. And I've never been able to explain this properly, but it was just how – beautiful human connection can be even if you're not looking for it mm. yeah yeah and I had a bit of a cry oh yeah I and then I had a bit had of a, a cry of... every single time I heard the soundtrack for about a year after that <laughs> I too that had a bit sense. of a cry for different reasons yeah <laughs> <laughs> make it stop um but to be fair I think I saw a college version yes which was like very clearly slapped together and I don't think they had the life experience to tell those stories the good thing about this show is that the album is almost the entire show there's virtually no spoken bits between it so if you just listen to the cast album and close your eyes you'll get the whole show yes yeah well yeah being sung through yes yeah do we have any fun facts with kb today we do it's actually the very first musical ever that was in the roundabout theater so you saw the very first musical ever in that theater yeah the plastic chairs would say so yes for sure oh poor thing (laughs) um but guan's um favorite memory of writing parts of the show was when he wrote the lyrics to beautiful because he was in the middle of a board meeting where he was meant to be taking minutes and instead came out with no notes from the meeting but the lyrics <laughs> to beautiful the final number of the show um, whatever works for you works i think it's you. great and he said like it's it's kind of what the show is kind of about where you're you're doing all of these things that maybe are uh, uh, taking you away from the thing that you want to do but you always kind of come back to that create like you're navigating career and creativity and relationships and he wrote a song for the show while he was in the board meeting I mean I do my else. best work when I'm procrastinating something else so I, I feel that I feel that um and there's also a song about 9-11 in the show so it's called I'll be here yes and he often gets asked why because it is a very like particularly at that time in 2008 it was very particular like heavy kind of subject and it, still. Co- it comes out of nowhere yeah. so that's like the second that you realize was when I started crying it was yeah. like oh god no too yeah. much 
And he keeps asking why, and he's like, well, a 9-11 just became part of, I guess, like the tapestry or the fabric of New York City. So for me, writing a contemporary musical with a contemporary sound and a contemporary story, it just made sense. You can't set something in New York without, like, at that time, alluding or bombarding the audience mm. with that part of the narrative, I which I found it, really I don't think it does bombard. No. no, it it really does just feel like that's just – like you're saying, it's part of the story of those characters, and yeah. um, that uh, that is actually probably I would say the best written song in the show, and probably the most performed outside the show. Yeah. A lot yes. of people don't know what it comes from. No, no Audra um, McDonald put it on her album at one point. It's like she's done a cover of it as well, and everyone's like, "What's that from? Yeah, it's from this show. It's from this show. I feel like if I was um, Adam Guang, I'd be pretty happy about that oh my god yes yeah. <laughs> like keep keep doing that and then some more thank yes. you <laughs> um it it does tell the it's talking more about the aftermath of that moment for for claire and what it meant and it for does claire. come right at the end of the show yeah. so um it's not that there's this thing that's not scattered the, throughout yeah. the whole show and then no. we find out oh it's a 9-11 no. thing it really is just a a ordinary part of yeah. her backstory and yeah and a part of I think he was like it's part of I was here I, I had just graduated uni when it happened I was in the city it's part of my story it's part of so many other people's stories who live in New York how can you tell a story of people who have lived in New York and not include that it affected because it lives. affects people's lives yeah hmm. yeah interesting deep thoughts deep thoughts <laughs> for ordinary <Super> days <laughs> um the other song that you do hear outside the show um is Don't Want to Be Here, which I've heard yeah. in auditions a few times. Mm. Um, this one is very early, the other female character, Deb. And I don't know if it's just because I am a woman, but I, by the way, I am. <laughs> I'm a female woman person. I, I connect so much more easily with the female songs in this than with the male songs, which I find strange from a male writer. Mm. Yeah, well... I mean, I, I can't obviously say I'm not male either. Thanks, Trunchbull. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I, I did connect very well with the female songs and even um, with the start of the rooftop duet yeah. when when um, Deb and Warren are singing. Like I don't quite get his perspective, but her perspective just like hits me in the guts. But, yeah, it's it's he's a very sensitive man, is Adam, from his other <laughs> musicals that he's done. Um what, what else? Yes. Oh, well, what, he, what would they be? So <laughs> he just he just did um, he just did one that I just saw in New York called Scotland, PA, and it sounds really cheesy, but it's um, it's based on a movie from the seventies that is Macbeth set in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, it's I'm mad about very it. Very funny. It does sound it's fun. Very very funny. Like yeah, the the uh, witches are all like fucked up hippies and you know it's just it was hilarious and I loved it and it makes me sad that COVID happened because I heard that they were going to do cast albums and then COVID happened and no one has any money to do anything anymore hopefully there's a time when it's all over but yeah Ordinary Days has been done so many like uh, there's what like one two three four five six seven eight nine like a lot of times because it's so easy to do Mm. I think because it's just a piano and four people Mm. and a set that you just can pretty much make out of roster blocks like it's not 
difficult. Which would be why I saw a college production. Because <laughs> it's easy. But also not many people got into that show. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a really good way to use your class. Like, well, it's only 80 minutes and four yeah. people. So I don't really get... Like, unless they were doing, like, showcase and this was one group's showcase. I don't really see how that can be a whole college Maybe. production. Maybe. I did happen to find a review. A, a bad review. A of course bad you did. reviews with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> this week's That flashy. was special. I liked yeah. it. It was, let's call it dissonant. Yeah. Well, it's bad reviews, so it yeah. has to sound <laughs> like bad reviews. I hope no one thinks we're doing our best. <laughs> Please, guys, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> this is not our best. Just why? <laughs> this is from a website called broadwaybaby.com. Spew at the name of this website. I might write a review about the name of this website. But anyway, broadwaybaby.com by Millie Bayswater, written on the 24th of August, 2016. She gave it a whopping two stars. I thought it was going to be a out one of five star. or ten. I mean, let's just say five. It doesn't actually tell you out of how many. Maybe it was out of two, um, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's my point. Um, so, to, a, a quote that just kind of jumps out at you within this is: "Overall, the vocals are decent, but unmemorable." Oh. <laughs> Imagine um, reading. No, I don't read that. Don't, don't yeah, ever read don't that. Read <laughs> From the University of Southampton, Gorn Rogue Theatre Company, bring Adam Gorn's 2008 musical Ordinary Days to the Fringe. This is not. This is not production. Okay, that you're, uh, lost all credibility. I to be a journalist. <laughs> I need to check that this is not me. This is not production. It's not me, guys. No. <laughs> this is not production that comes screaming out of the gate, but grows on you as the cast warm into the show. As a cast member, that is not something I ever once said about me. Look, the second that they make a big error like that, I just disregard everything <laughs> that they say. I'm like, well, clearly their opinion is shit because they can't speak. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We don't know her background. Look, <laughs> this might be her doing her best. <laughs> Let me give it to uh, Just give it to me. Um, but yes, she goes on to say um, the acting is again a mixed bag. Oh, there's only four people. How mixed bag can he get? <laughs> Maybe one half. <laughs> Everyone's like, one. it's about me. This piece seems a little under under directed and a little over rehearsed. The oh, movement is often an interesting combination. It is yeah. an interesting combination. Is often static and contrived and exaggerates the song cycle <laughs> nature of the musical more than it needs to. But yes, it's just a little taste of what uh, Millie Bayswater had to say. I well, think, that just sounds like poor direction. I think there's a little there's a little nugget of of dare I say truth in in Millie's uh, assessment. The word contrived. Of the show. No, <laughs> but obviously Millie doesn't appreciate that about theatre. So perhaps this was quite a it, – it's not a song and dance musical. No. There's no sequence or tap dancing here. It's not a Miranda show. Uh, it's, it would be best performed in a very naturalistic style. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's – it wouldn't feel like there were soaring vocal moments unless you were actually listening. Like it's a lyric-based show more than a melodic she, show. Um, it's all very speaky. Mill- Millie definitely does have something to say about the choreography and oh. it is 
Why is there choreography? Why is there choreography? Scathing. Uh, Raider Maker is the only one who performs any kind of choreography. Although to call it this is probably an overstatement. He moves woodenly and it feels awkward to watch. His performance comes across as often self-indulgent and it is hard to believe in his feelings for Claire while he constantly navel-gazes. Oh, wow. That is (laughs) awful. So she did want choreography but didn't get it. that choreography. She didn't want the what she got yeah. on stage. This show does not need choreography. No, <laughs> no, and if it does, I it would make me uncomfortable. This is yeah. this is the like I'm a I tend to do more plays than I do musicals, and this seemed like a very playish musical yeah. to me, even though there's no words spoken. It's a sung play, yeah. as opposed to Forty Second Street, yeah. which is yeah, not a musical. Yeah. This this is what I'm saying. You know, it's if you go in there expecting it to be spam a lot, it's not. No, no and yeah. you'll be sorely disappointed. <laughs> Which Millie was. Yeah, <laughs> poor lad. Just saying, I, think- I just feel awful for that actor. That's that's like it's- that's going hard at one person. And oh, at, I do believe oh, she goes people? hard at many other people. Oh, there's only just- four people. Well, on the other hand, Josh Vastra, while not being the most standout singer or actor, has a presence to him that makes him deeply watchable. Deeply. Deeply. So he's good looking. (laughs) That's what she said in her review. Well, I Um, think that's important. This review is actually just a blast to read. It's I wouldn't take it as legendary. This is this isn't this person is cranky. What else? A redeeming factor in the production is that uh, wait, a redeeming factor in in a production that is mostly little better than average, Josh brings real heart to every scene he is in. You can't help but root for this guy. <laughs> I think she might. I think she, she wants to root on him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to the lessons we've learnt from Ordinary Days? Yes. Why not? I don't think Liz Pest has ever like seen us dance to the interstitial music. It was beautiful um, and I had to turn away because... Too much mirth was being had. <laughs> it is something that happens on the regular. Uh, but what lessons have we learned from ordinary days? Um, as someone who is constantly being like career, creativity, relationships, and that like juggling game, this is I really enjoy this musical. So thanks for oh, bringing yay. it to us, Liz. Because I was just like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Life can really suck That's sometimes. Quite, yeah, it called me out. I was like, yeah. this musical is calling me out. I yeah. don't like it, but I love it. It's the same kind of deal as like everyone who was like, La La Land sucks. I was like, yeah, but it spoke to me. Me too. Oh, there well, we go. And Ordinary Days had the, sa- I had the same reaction. Because I'm, again, going through that thing of like, do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to be doing something else? Or is it time to just like accept the fate that I've chosen for myself? <laughs> so that was the lesson I relearned listening to Ordinary Days is that I guess I'm never gonna really, yeah, hmm. give up the give up the juggling. <laughs> Ow, <laughs> you've hurt me. Sorry. Um, what have I learned from Ordinary Days? I learned that um, children should never play. <laughs> Late 20s to no. 30s because it's offensive and I hate it. <laughs> don't you tell me about your struggles. You don't know struggles you've yet. Struggles. You know what? nothing of struggles. You've probably had more issues than me in your lifetime, but you know nothing. That's of brilliant. This yeah. particular struggle. I don't understand how kids can play like any of these roles. Like I just, 
No. They would have had to no. be. Uh, actually, I did find a review about it. I will send it to you later. Oh, please do. You I can look to... at their youthful face and be as enraged as I was. Oh, God. <laughs> Any it's lessons? A, it was a learning experience for them. Uh, I, I think that the show talks a lot about the power of connection and um, a little bit about um, letting the world happen around you and to you mm. and that you no man is an island that kind of thing mm. that you know the, your connection with other people is what gives the ordinary days meaning yeah and um oh, she did it guys she put it in there i did <laughs> i did um it's it's interesting that there's no song called like the finale isn't the four of them singing ordinary days like, i'm not woo-hoo. mad about that <laughs> <laughs> well that would have required choreography you see <laughs> that's right so. that's right um the show does just sort of peter out in a very strange sort of way yeah. in a very ordinary yeah, way yeah and i think so maybe it's actually did. part of what they're saying um it feels it's a slice little... of life so you're not going to yeah. have any massive well there is a resolution for for all of the characters but then they continue on for one little song after the resolution but it's it's yeah. the very non-final this isn't yeah. their one goal it feels a bit like the last five years in mm-hmm. this that structure in that the the biggest song that they all sing together is in the middle yeah and it's sort of... It kind of goes... Well, because, yeah, it's like the 80-minute musical and the rooftop duet falling is probably the biggest group number and then there's I'll Be Here and then the finale oh, song. Yeah. So it's like just towards the end and it gets really big. But when I saw it, like, when when in I'll Be Here, when Lisa's like, yes, Jason, I will marry you, he's, like, appeared in the aisle and he's just, like, standing there in light and I'm sitting there going, this is so cheesy and I love it. <laughs> he's right there. I loved it. I'm sorry. You I was like, obsessed. That was one of the other reviews started with, if you can look past the cheese. Nah. <laughs> it does. I love cheese. Yeah. And look, I think it all has to rest on the performances. I think yeah. if you don't play it um, in a genuine, real way, it's not going to land at all. Mm. But, yeah, my lessons were all about connection and also about being open to the fact that, you know, you might think your life is going to go a certain way and it's totally okay that it doesn't, mm. she says, rocking back and forth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not depressed. Tear. Tear. <laughs> I've totally figured out what I'm supposed to be doing with my life at 35. It's fine. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> don't figure it out. Just let, you know, just let the good times roll. And look, in pandemic times, connection is important. Oh, yes. But also, having zero pressure to do anything is amazing. <laughs> Oh, you are so lucky. My work has gotten three times as busy and it makes me want to cry. True. Any other lessons, ladies? No. Just like be nice to other people because small things that you do can have a massive impact on somebody else's life. Butterfly effect. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's dreamcast this. So where are we putting Zach? Zach was a tough one this week, guys. Zach is a tough one this <laughs> I week. I was like, obviously Jason straight away, Jason. but then I was like, do I want to see him play Warren and see what happens? What and then we... I thought, no, Jason. <laughs> he kind of has already played Warren in that almost, almost, in that um, New Year's Eve movie. Yeah, right. That's actually a very similar yeah. sort of character. Yeah. Track. Still haven't watched that one. 
He's I, so beefy fine. now yeah. that he couldn't possibly pay Warren as well, his yeah, beefy that's self. Like, he's I like, will take him beefy. Oh, he's, hell yes. Yeah, I wouldn't Jason. say no to that. He's he's a Jason. Who says Warren doesn't work out? I mean... There is no way that Warren would be a man island in want of friends if he looked like Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> but also then I thought about Jack McBrayer playing Warren and I didn't <gasps> want anybody else. So Could you stop? <laughs> I love that it. is amazing. Kind I love it. Thank you. That is um, And I'd also, even though I would have Zach in, maybe he can do like a one night only kind of deal and reunite um, Lindsay Mendez and Derek Klenner as Jason and Claire. Um, Adorable. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. I would swap a hunter for a hunter. Oh, yeah. And I would swap out Hunter Foster as Jason for Hunter Parrish as oh, Jason. Oh, yeah, nice. You w- yeah, Cute. okay. Nice. Mm, Can we know? do that for everyone? Yeah. Who do you want to swap for a swap? I do you want know. Lisa McCune in it, do I you love? Swap, oh. I'd swap She's Kate a- Weatherhead out for <laughs> Kate Rockwell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just say things. Oh, well, don't. <laughs> it's only a podcast. Um, incidentally, uh, Rachel Becker, Michael Falzon in the um, Australian Probologic cast. one, yeah. With Erica Lovell and J. James Moody. There you go. In 2012. Just putting that out there. But who else do you want to see in it, Miranda? Do you want to see the original cast? Are you going to go for that? No, she's not allowed. She <laughs> no, pays me out for I'm it all allowed. the time. I'm not allowed. Um, <laughs> well, I'm having a mind blank. What's mm-hmm. her face? Yes. From what is her last five years and the stupid singing movies. I'm sorry, what? Okay. Anna Kendrick? Yes. Anna Kendrick in the role of annoying what's-her-face, Deb. Deb. Yeah, Because it will give me finally that opportunity to truly just dislike it. <laughs> I just well, feel like Deb, Deb is Deb the is character a... she's been waiting to play. I think there is something lovable about Deb. There's something lovable about she Deb. Could, Warren cracks her. horrible Warren cracks her. I think I if mean, you had like an Annalie Ashford or something to give you like an endearing – and like – Kate Weatherhead is also very endearing, I would assume, because she plays yes. very endearing characters outside of this yes. show. That you need someone that you you do want to succeed in the end. Otherwise she's like she's a, just the villain. She played like a was like a pineapple. She's all prickly on the outside, but like actually she's quite nice and sweet strung. on the inside. Oh my god! If they were all fruit, <laughs> <laughs> which fruit would Warren they be? Warren would be a peach. Peach. Uh, okay. I think cute. he'd be a peach. Okay. And Jason would be a... Jason... Banana. Would be a banana. <laughs> and Claire would and be Claire a... would probably be like a, a lime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why yeah, a lime? Because okay. you're like... She's a, a bit tart, but not in the tart way. Yeah. <laughs> Just, the, you know, she's got a bit nice. of a sting to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can use it to sweeten up but you, something she, else. But you can use yeah. it as a sweet or a sour yeah. lime. Well, okay, you've um, done it. You've okay, done it. We've got some fruit for it. Ordinary days I'm performed gonna, by fruit is coming to a town near you. Can I just throw in a, a personal that, what you know, shout out to my friends, but um, Rhiannon Marshall, who mm. I've worked with and is now um, in the UK doing actory things. Yeah. Um, the whole time I was listening to the soundtrack, I was hearing her play Deb. Yeah. Um, which now I feel bad about having said that I'd like <laughs> to hate Anna Kendrick for that role. I actually think that Rhiannon would give it that um, you know, gravitas. Yeah. yeah. And a lovable nature. What I was thinking nice. during that casting, which is really more just ways to annoy our producer Zane 101, <laughs> um, was putting... Oh, he's looking at me. And he's Rebel mad Wilson already. as Deb. Rebel Wilson as Deb and James Corden. 
I can't Has watch Warren. Rebel Wilson in anything. I'm sorry. She ruins so everything fun. she's in for me. It's so fun. Sorry, I just purely did oh. that for that face. That's I think all I the did. fruit was better. She just falls over. over. She just falls over. That's all she does. She just falls over and expects people to laugh. Does she? Yeah. She falls she over in almost it. everything. She didn't fall over in Pooch Perfect. Well, that was oh, a reality her, show, her so that's very different. Anyway, let's move on to our top five. Top five lists. What have we got? Top five four-hander musicals. Yeah, okay. You've got a lot on there. Yeah, there is a yeah. lot on there. There are a lot. And mm, is it top oh, five It might be scraping into Scra- five for me. Uh, my personal top five just didn't quite make it shows. Like, oh, right. Right. <laughs> one of those, one of those shows that I, I listen to and I think there's something there and it's so close but it just doesn't hit the mark for me. I would agree with that list because so I close. want it to be I want it to be a show that I want to do, but I don't. You might have to see it. It might be one of those I think shows. I have to see I it with so. adults playing yeah. adults. Yeah, like adults who can act, not just who are singers. It would be nice. Yes. It would be Actors nice. If someone's who willing sing. enough to cast it that way. Yes, <laughs> if, someone, if there's a director who would cast it that way. Um, it reminds me a lot of... Uh, sh- uh, I love you because it's a very oh, similar show. Right. In it's a six-hander, but it's four main characters. It's set in New York, and it's meant to be this little ode to New York life kind of thing. Um, and it it has that same, a very similar sort of style of of writing in it, and it's just so close. It just isn't quite. And it's like, yeah, come on, you could do it. That's how I, I feel would, about I feel that like show. I, if there were a couple of people, maybe just sprinkle a little bit of their magic on this show, we might have a real winner. <laughs> One of them would be Jason Robert Brown. Just like have a little sprinkle in just there, like, see what happens. Just, just like there a, we go. This 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 show I feel like sounds there is a sprinkle of Jason Robert yeah. Brown in there, yeah. already. but it wasn't him. Yeah, and that's I think what we need to do. <laughs> just a little sprinkle, oh pop on the top, we good. Sondheim doesn't need to touch it. We good. It does sound like there are moments in it where you go, oh, that's a very like. Reminiscent, very Sondheim esque moment. There's but some patteriness to the songs, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, producers, Zane would like to say top five um, songs about 9/11 or 9/11 songs. Sure. Yep. That and have I, I guess heard all any of other Come 9/11? From Away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen or heard Come From Away. I missed oh. it last time I was in New York because it was too expensive. I picked Melon Rouge. Oh, you made a bad choice there. I feel like I made an excellent choice. That I, show yeah, rocked. I that show broke my heart know. and slapped me in the face. It was great. Were you on that episode? You're on Rouge. Yeah. yeah. Mm, had a bad time. Anyway. Um, top five. Cheap sets. Oh, I was going to say show to do on the cheap. That's yeah. not cool. This is a, mm-hmm. I was, mm. I was top five you. smart budget mm-hmm. <laughs> Top five shows that maybe could save your theatre company come COVID. Well, good social distancing because people don't really touch each other and they sing alone. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay, all right. Any more? And it only requires one piano, so you don't need a whole bunch of people blowing their COVID air into instruments. Handy. All right, we're just giving you all the ideas. Mm -hmm. Top five COVID shows. (laughs) It's a new list. (laughs) I mean, we may as well start it. Anything else? Not for me. I'm good. No, I'm good. I just like listening to your list. (laughs) All right. Well. That might be it then. 
thanks so much Amazing. for coming on this. Thank you for having me. Um, so, like, if if the listeners are just like, oh, that voice, that, that, that voice, where can I find that voice? Um, I do two podcasts on this network. Whoop, whoop. So I've got um, Castology, which is a podcast reviews and recommendations podcast. So if you're ever, like, stuck going, what should I listen to now? Listen to Castology and then you'll have three different podcasts per week and then three reviews per week. Um, or if you've got a shitty love life, Ghosts of Boyfriends Past, um, which is where we get guests to come on and talk about their stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes it's love gone right when my co-host Tom gets his way, but that's rare because <laughs> I like the terrible disaster stories better. But yeah, so we just we do little Ask Liz and Tom episodes where we do agony aunt uncle stuff, but we also do, um, yeah, have guests tell their sometimes really funny, sometimes really sad stories of shit relationships. There you go. Yeah. Love lost. Yeah. Delightful. Fun times <laughs> all round. So much. I actually really enjoy both podcasts. Oh, so wonderful. Highly recommend. <laughs> when are you going to come on my podcast? Oh, mate, when you can learn how to disguise my voice. <laughs> uh, you can write in. We have anonymous episodes where we get people writing in their stories and I change enough details so that no one will know, but no I still one get can, the story. No one can retell this story. <laughs> I'd like to it's give it a my shot. Story. <laughs> and if you would like to find out what the story is, you could email us and you Julie could. might email it to yes. you. <laughs> so you found us on your podcasting device. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Good job. Um, if you would like to, you can leave us a little rate review, maybe a cheeky subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us at many places on the web on the Book of Face. Um, I have no idea what the handle is because musicals taught me everything I know on Facebook and musicals teach me on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. <laughs> that works for me. Does that work for you? That, I, I think so. And <laughs> if you are so keen to see Zane do the Necronomicon. I know. We haven't mentioned it in a while. Oh, at least in since the last episode. Pop on over to our Patreon. Give us as little as like one USD a month. And we could potentially be seeing Zane do the Necronomicon, which I Googled the other day mm. to discover what it really mm. is. Did we agree on the morph suit? I think we did. Yes, we did. I think we did. We, we agreed Zane um, did I not, but that. we agreed as a collective group. Yep. Yes. yes. As I a collective, yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. So, um, you know. There's already rules on that one. It could be happening very shortly. I feel it. I feel it coming. Guys, we're almost there. We can do this. Anyway, thank you for another episode, KB. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Miranda. Thanks. Oh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, Liz. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.